Well, things are turning for the better in the ETF market. That's as inflows pick up with emerging equity and debt markets raking inflows worth of $1.1 billion per day. Join me now with the reasoning behind that is 10X Investments' Michelle North. Thank you so much for your time, Michelle, for joining us in studio all the way from Cape Town. Now, let's start Thanks, off. Nancy. All right, now let's start off with that interest in emerging market uh, assets. I mean, what is fueling that appetite right now? So we've really seen investor expectations for rate hikes in the U.S. slowing down and also the um, relaxing of the uh, zero COVID policy in China. Yeah. So, you know, China really needs to reignite growth uh, this year. And we've seen a lot of inflows globally, at, as you mentioned, $1.1 billion per day going into emerging market exposures yeah. since the beginning of the year. Indeed. And Incredible we've seen inflows there, yeah. Yes, very strong. And, um, you know, we've seen the rallies from the, the uh, October lows. MSCI Emerging Market has returned around 25%. Wow. Um, and we're very lucky in South Africa because we've got plenty of ETFs listed locally on the JSC that investors can use to access emerging yeah. markets. Well, actually, talk to us about that growing range of emerging market ETFs, particularly on the JSC. Absolutely. So there are, you know, pure broad market like ETFs tracking MSCI EM. There's MSCI EM with ESG filter. There are single countries such as uh, China and India available. And there's um, even uh, sort of sector-based ETFs such as uh, new China sectors. Right. So it's just really um, a lot of tools in the toolkit for investors to, to build their own portfolios. And then there's even more broad markets. So for investors that just want a, a global equity exposure that's got a healthy exposure to emerging markets, there's products like the CoreShares Total World Fund that's got around 50 countries and over 9,000 shares in there, ah. including your exposure to small caps and emerging markets. Okay, so there's something for everyone in there. Now, what do the mechanics of buying an offshore exposure on the JSC look like? Well, you know, these funds are d domiciled locally, so investors invest in rands, and then mm -hmm. the fund manager takes those rands and externalizes them into um, dollars or whatever uh, external currency they need and buys the physical assets. Um, the benefit for investors uh, buying a locally listed ETF is that you obviously get your dividends in rands. Okay. So our, um, in our range, our offshore exposures pay out dividends locally twice a year. So that is very convenient um, yeah. having the, exp the foreign exposure, but held in a local portfolio. Ah, okay. So how should one actually approach the inclusion of EM ETFs in their portfolio? Well, like any portfolio construction, it goes, it, it starts at the very beginning, which is to know what your goals are mm -hmm. and then to um, figure out your risk appetite. So, you know, in general, in South Africa, we could all do with a little bit more global exposure because um, many of us, you know, own, are fortunate enough to own our houses. We, we work locally and earn in rand. So we've got a lot of exposure to the local economy. Mm -hmm. So it is um, great to have a bit more geographic diversity in one's investments. And, um, you know, the decision between developed and emerging markets really comes down to um, sort of how much volatility one, one can stomach. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, but over the long term, there, there does tend to be better growth potential from the emerging markets. Uh. So if you can stomach, uh, you know, yeah. more uncertainty in the near term, that is rewarded over the longer term. All right. Big risk, big reward. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, just please fill us in on the latest news uh, happening in uh, the ETF space. Well, um, you might have heard, but as of October last year, the regulations have um, 
expanded to allow for actively managed ETFs to list. Yes. So for, for some people, this sounds like a bit of an oxymoron because uh, many people always associated ETFs with, with passive. passive. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, passive, i.e. something that tracks a standard benchmark. Mm -hmm. But um, with this new regulation that allows for um, actively managed ETFs or m m uh, basically anything that's got a daily observable price and meets all the usual um, FSCA requirements to be held in a unit trust can now in theory be, be listed as an ETF, which really makes these strategies very, very accessible for all kinds of investors. Because as we know, uh. ETFs are just a wrapper. So anyone with an online share trading account or a traditional stockbroking account can access any ETF that's listed on the JSC. Right. Are there any shifts happening designed to open up uh, more investor access uh, to e ETF investing? Well, um, the, the one sort of blocking point is that um, many investors get their financial advice from a financial advisor mm -hmm. and most financial advisors tend to build their um, investment portfolios for their clients on LISPs. And there's a, a sort of wide range of uh, functionality that LISPs offer, but unfortunately most of the big LISPs in the country do not currently offer ETF access. Mm. So there is a shift happening. Some of the lists do offer ETF access, but um, it's really, uh, it's we, as soon as we see that change and you know all the lists get up to speed, then these products will be much more accessible for financial advisors to use you know, as, as tools yeah. when building portfolios for their end investors. Uh, all right, well, thank you very much uh, for your insight and for giving us more detail on what is happening right now in the ETF space. Thank you very much, Michelle. That was Michelle North from 10X Investments.